The scary part is that, which the like, listeners don't know, like you start writing to me messages in Spanish and then the pre-show we do in Spanish instead of English. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is The Podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books you read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. All right. And today we'll be talking about languages again. Yeah. Uh, at the moment where this episode is going to be released, it's going to be just moments before New Year. And which, of course, means the season for New Year's resolutions. And what a uh, what a beautiful way to, to start uh, the year uh, then with learning a new language, right? Exactly. So, um, I mean, to start a new resolution, a new, new project, uh, whatever. I mean, and we have talked about languages before. We will link to, the, link to this episode in the show notes. Um, there were a few episodes, I think, where we discussed languages. and um, but, but most recently... Uh, you started learning Spanish, I started learning French, and I think everyone everyone should start a new language. And in this episode, we'll try to convince you that anyone can learn any language they want. Right? That's correct. And if you actually are serious about starting it, uh, because it's New Year, um, we should also refer to you to one of our previous episodes from, um, I think, last year, when we discussed how to actually make, you know, uh, like plans for New Year, because yeah. the the standard way of doing New Year's resolutions is is doomed to failure. Exactly, and uh, we have a few, have quite a few tips and tricks there how to how to uh, make the New Year's resolutions stick. So uh, make sure to check it out, and uh, let's start uh, inspiring people about learning languages. The big news is that as of last Sunday, I have finished the Duolingo Spanish course, which took me exactly two months without one day. Yeah, you are a freaking overachiever, which we already established when we were talking about you learning English. And now, you know, you came from a vacation to Panama and you decided, yeah, let's start uh, learn and, and, and learn some Spanish. And then you freaking did the whole Duolingo app already in two months, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, to be honest, I did not think it's possible. I definitely didn't think it's at all likely to learn a new language to any extent in two months, but here we are. Yeah, and and then the scary part is that that which which the like, listeners don't know, like you start writing to me messages in Spanish, and then the pre-show we do in Spanish instead of English. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> which is actually like a, a big tip number one. Like um, aside from the fact that um, Duolingo and spaced repetition learning is just a wonderful, like super efficient way of learning languages. And we discussed this in a lot of detail in the past two episodes. Uh, having someone to, to talk to in that language makes learning much faster and much more interesting. Because even though you could probably talk with them in, in a different language, um, like it still makes the language somehow useful. Right, uh, and it also helps if you have someone who is not like a hundred times better than you. Because um, if you're both struggling to express your thoughts, then uh, it's easy to understand one another. Uh, but it's also like a large motivation to to learn. So right now, having 
for me free people to regularly chat with uh, in Spanish. So that's pretty useful. Yeah, it's pretty helpful. I remember when I was, um, well, back in the day, I was learning Japanese and and uh, I had also two friends I was chatting with in Japanese and it was so hard. But then again, it was, <laughs> you know, it was challenging and it was good. It was, you know, a good, um, you know, getting out of the comfort zone. Yeah, um, I, I've never used it and I, I don't know what it's called, but I remember someone ex- uh, describing to me that there is some website, there is a thing in the internet where you can um, uh, sort of sign up and, and say like what languages you know and what language are languages you're trying to learn. And you can, you know, find other strangers on the internet who already speak a language that you're trying to learn. And so you can sort of exchange this way, you know, help someone else. And in return, you you get to chat with someone who, who knows a language you're trying to learn. And so even if you don't know someone personally who uh, speaks, for example, for me, Spanish, uh, then the, there are ways. Yeah, I mean, these are the wonders of the internet and of, of the apps of now. I mean, like there are so many resources right now. That's why in this episode, not only we're not only trying to brag here, but also really to motivate everyone to start learning a language because it's just more like easier than than ever. So, um, so and, and with these, you know, accounting accountability groups or you know, random speaking partners or whatever, uh, and and with these apps, like Duolingo is so great. Like we'll talk about it today a lot. It's it's yeah. amazing. It's definitely not to brag because again, I. I didn't think it's it's possible, but what constantly um, surprises me is that um, you know I remember I think uh, uh, David Hadamire Hansen once said, uh, which is that uh, there is no there is no limit to how fast you can learn. And what I would add to that is it really is all about motivation, about technique, about system, about structure. Right, it it it's so it it so often surprises me how fast or how slow I can be, you know how a, a simple thing can can take me a week on a terrible week, and sometimes I can do that and something else in two hours, or how s- sometimes some things in some contexts like in school, like trying to learn something I I don't want, I don't care about. Uh, you know, I, I I would struggle to absorb anything, but then you want to learn, you have curiosity, you have motivation, you have technology, you have a system, you have structure, you have the gamification, which, you know, uh, releases dopamine in, in you constantly. And and boom, suddenly it turns out that it is possible to, to learn Spanish in two months. Yeah. And, and as, as you mentioned uh, in the previous episode where, where we like, we talked about learning languages, uh, the fact that Duolingo is this app that uses all these, you know, um, tricky gamification uh, yeah, tricks uh, or like I would say um, sneezy or like shady, uh, uh, you know, uh, psychological uh, mind hacks to force you to keep at it like which and these mind hacks are being u- normally used against you when you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. playing a game but here they are putting they are putting this to good use because they 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 motivate you to keep at it keep learning the language and not giving up and uh, uh, with you like you know in two months uh, um, uh, doing the whole app uh, for me uh, I'm still way behind uh, in my French but then again I'm still at it yeah although exactly. it's, it's like my third or fourth attempt 
to learn French in my lifetime. And, and I usually failed after week two. And here I am after two months, I'm still learning French. And, and just this week, I did actually more than ever. So I'm really motivated to keep at it thanks to these uh, tricks in the app. Yeah, I, I found it, again, very, very addictive, um, but also uh, very contagious. Uh, so, oh yeah, I like as I was starting to learn, and I was kind of amazed by how quickly I start catching it up, uh, like, like like catching the um, the information, and and how I really like feel like it. You know, I really want to come back to it, and and all the hearts and the points and all of that sort of works on me. Um, and I, I was surprised at just how effective it is. And so I started explaining this to you and you started using Duolingo, right? Um, and at Nosby in the company, Rafa started using Duolingo and Ivona started uh, using Duolingo. And Ivona uh, now does, I think, German, Spanish, Portuguese, um, and something else too. Um, German, I think. Well, whatever. My mom, uh, she, a long time ago, actually, I tried to convince her, to convince her to use Duolingo to learn English. And she did sort of, but not really. And, you know, now a year later, she started, you know, she saw me constantly like learning. Um, and she was like, okay, um, I guess I'll, I'll do that too. And right now she's been at it for 40 or 50 days. That's 40, 50 day streak every single day. Wow. Yeah. And then my dad, seeing my mom doing it, started learning uh, English. Um, and then uh, my siblings and then my nephews <laughs> and then my friends and the friends of my friends. Um, one uh, close friend of mine started learning French and then his girlfriend, seeing him learning French, decided to learn uh, English. Some other friend of a friend started learning Swedish. Why? I don't know. But she, but she did. <laughs> and it's really cool how you can um, how you can stalk people on Duolingo. Uh, you just like figure out their their email address or something. And I think I'm tracking like fifteen or close to closer to twenty people. You know, twenty friend, twenty people I know personally uh, around me who use Duolingo, and and many of them um, do it every day, and if not every day, then every week. Like, it, it there is a situation where I look at the stats for this week, uh, and there's maybe one or two people who who didn't do anything in that week, and everyone else does, you know, fifty, hundred, five hundred points every week yeah it's it's amazing it's it's also contagious in my in my household and in my uh like vicinity so uh, my wife uh, of course she's very ambitious so when she saw me learning french she, she decided to uh, start learning french as well and of course she overtook me very quickly so uh <laughs> i'm right now chasing my wife uh, in um, in the french learning department <laughs> and uh, my daughter who is just genius and she already speaks three languages fluently my daughter decided to learn german <laughs> because you know, like the most poetic language ever, um, and uh, and she was envious that we speak German, both me and my uh, and my wife. So wait a moment, that this we don't he have an edge anymore. Like there, we we don't have any language we can speak in front of her. She will always understand us. Damn. <laughs> 
Okay, anyway, so she's learning French, German right now because one of her friends at school is learning German and she, she because <laughs> she goes to a different class, she cannot learn German now officially mm-hmm. at school. So why not Duolingo? And she has also a streak of, I, don't, I think, 20 or something. Mm. And I think she broke the streak one day because she didn't do it. But normally she does it every day and it's yeah. her favorite thing. So she picks up the iPad and instead of, um, like even on the weekends where she is, on weekends we let her play on the iPad, the first thing she does, she does, she does uh, German lessons in Duolingo, and then she goes to play. So yeah. it's just, and it's it's her doing. It's not us, you know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, I just I love this scene where um, I heard my dad explain that, you know, like Duolingo is pretty cool. And um, during breaks at work, um, you know, he 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 would use this this time sort of. To, to rest and he would like play some some stupid uh, games on his phone. That's his words, not mine. And now he noticed that, you know what? Instead of doing those stupid games on his phone, he does, you know, it's better if I do Duolingo. And I'm like, exactly, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and again, I, I, I think he has like a 30 day streak or something. So I have this cousin, he's a sailor and he's working on a, on a ship, on a ferry ship between Denmark and Norway. Mm-hmm. And um, he's uh, he's he's my younger cousin, and uh, I talked to him a few months ago. Well, he was in Poland, and we discussed the fact that he's not learning either of these languages—not Dutch. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not Danish and not Norwegian. And mm-hmm. I asked him why, because like he's there all the time. I mean, he's sailing on this boat just among Nor- Norwegians and and Danish people. And he mm-hmm. said, "No, with English it's fine, and these languages are very very like very difficult to learn." And, and and I had a discussion with him a few days ago and I said, you know, man, I mean, you're young. I mean, and you have all these people around you, like so many chances to speak and to learn, like you're wasting this. Like, get a Duolingo or something to get the basics and then start talking, talking to these people. And uh, I thought he would be like skeptical about it. You know, he would just, you know, whenever blow me, blow me off. But then a few moments later, after our discussion, he already sent me a screenshot of Duolingo and he's already added. So, <laughs> so like it was so fast. <laughs> Let's see how long, how long, you know, he, he makes it. But, um, but I told him, you know, like he's there, like he can learn the language with the natives. So like, you know, whatever he can do to improve this, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be like a, a skill he, you know, he won't unlearn, you know, it's, it's going to be with yeah. him. So, uh, so I'm really happy that like this, this Duolingo reduces the barrier of entry for people and the, and reduces the friction to just start doing something you know and and uh, and i think uh, you know let's see how this goes yeah definitely all right so i i think i think we just like now completely sold the idea of, of using duolingo like if if that's not enough to to convince the listener then i don't know what can yeah and and if you do start using duolingo to learn a new language please uh, hook it up, hook, hook us up on twitter uh, you know you have our uh, handles at at the podcast.fm website let us know via Twitter that you started using Duolingo thanks to us. Uh, yes, please we do. Have, uh, he, Duolingo is not a sponsor of this, of this episode. We have no economical incentives apart from the fact that we want you to learn your language. So that's it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, please tweet at us and uh, we'll retweet all of that. All right. Um, so I have more tips uh, as for learning languages. Mm-hmm. So the number one tip is one that is so obvious uh, that I completely forgot to mention it, which is that when you are learning a new language, 
set the language on your computer to that language and on, on your phone, your tablet, your, your whatever. Uh, I did that so many years ago, uh, you know, switching to English on all of my devices uh, that I just forgot that it's a thing I do. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just it's it's natural. Like I I forgot that computers can be in Polish. Like it's it's nonsense, right? Um, and, and so I completely forgot that. And uh, quite some time ago, a um, few weeks after I started learning Spanish, I changed the language on my phone and on my iPad to Spanish. And the thing is that uh, if you're a, a fairly technical person, then you already know where everything is most of the time, right? Or you can figure it out based on context or by uh, by try and fail or by iconography. So the text is is just, you know, is just there to help you, but you know, you're you you're unlikely to be very lost if you change the language to to Spanish or whatever is that that you're learning and and thanks to that, you're just exposed to the language more of the time. And with learning languages, the the the, the thing that is like key is exposure, like like actually using it and seeing it all the time. And since we use our devices all the time, uh, well, that that's a quick, easy way to to be exposed to it even more of the time. You're right. I I. I did not do that. I'm going to do it after we record. I'm going to switch my iPhone and my iPad to French. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. And also, Nosby app to both of the languages. So, yeah. So, I mean, to this language. Let's. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, I'm sold. Um, and, and as you're right, you're right. I mean, I know exactly where things are. I'm not going to be totally lost. And if I'm going to be lost, I'm going to just ask Siri to, you know, help me translate that. And that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't use Siri all that much, so I can actually change her to Spanish, to French as well. And, you know, I won't understand whatever she says, but then again, she never understands me anyway. So <laughs> so, um, so it's fine. Um, yeah, good idea. And and what was, uh, there was a side, you know, side product of that, uh, of you changing uh, Nosby, for example, to Spanish, that you realize that in, in our Spanish translation of Nosby, we have a few bugs or a few... Um, inaccuracies in translation uh, and uh, and it was nice yeah. to see this um, uh, fight between you and our our Spanish customer support rep uh, telling telling them you know we have some errors in our Spanish version of Nosby and <laughs> but you are right I mean it's it, like we should be using these apps and our app especially in these languages to really yeah, make yeah. sure that they are correct and the translation is good and accurate and it fits on the screen for example you know that we can yeah. or we can maybe use a different phrasing because it doesn't fit on the screen or the button is just longer than it should be right so so yeah so it's uh, it's it's actually there is actually a side product and side uh, benefit of of doing that yeah that, that's definitely true uh, all right uh, another tip is uh, to uh, find sort of secondary learning resources um, so Duolingo is a, is a great way to learn very fast, but for example, one flaw of Duolingo is that it doesn't explain you anything, right? That's the, true. The, the learning is, is based on, on, um, your innate ability to pattern much, uh, which is great. Like it, it's actually very effective, uh, but it's also great to have a secondary source to like, 
um, confirm your suspicions or, or just to check, like to try to understand some rules that you already have sort of half formed in your mind because you already know like 10 examples, but you're right. not sure what the rule is. And then you can check it. So, so this is the exact opposite of the way um, languages are taught in school. In school, you have a lot of theory, which you can't pattern much to the things you already know. So you are not going to remember anything and it's painful to learn and you don't actually use learning very much. What I suggest is use Duolingo to learn the phrases, learn the words, learn the sentences, and then use a secondary source to understand the pattern uh, if, you don't, if it's not obvious to you already. Um, because once you already can say, you know, actual phrases, and it's easier to learn them because they're actual phrases, like they're immediately useful, yeah. Uh, but then once you have already like like 10, 10 similar sentences in your mind, when you see like the rule explained, then it's not like, you know, 10 arcane rules that are difficult to uh, to memorize. It's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Like it's like this, uh, learning it in, in this order is much more efficient. Uh, so um, I, I can't say for other languages, but... Uh, for Spanish, for me, like the number one uh, awesome resource um, after Duolingo is SpanishDict.com, uh, which first of all has a great dictionary with um, explanations of different use cases. It has great conjugation tables, uh, which is very useful, uh, especially like once you're starting to learn and there's a lot of basic words which uh, conjugate irregularly. And it, it has um, a great language guide, which explains all of the tenses and just a lot of things. So um, anytime like I didn't understand something from Duolingo or, tr- or wanted to learn more on top of what I already knew from Duolingo, I would use Spanish Dict. So that's, that's great. Um, also, Google Translate is, is pretty good. Like when I want to translate, like not just like check what a Spanish word means in Spanish, because for that Spanish edict is great, but I want to like translate a whole phrase I'm not sure how to say, uh, I'll use Google Translate. And it, it's probably uh, wrong some of the time, but it's, you know, it, it, it's a good way to sort of start. It's better to say something slightly wrong than not to know how to say something at all. Uh, so I, I would use this a lot of the time, especially at the beginning. And I remember uh, for English, um, uh, the the role of the Spanish dict uh, that come um, the the dictionary part of of that would be for me Wiktionary so the Wikipedia dictionary mm-hmm. uh, and Wiktionary has uh, a a great uh, English dictionary so um, you know uh, someone listening to this podcast is probably uh, pretty good at uh, English already uh, but. Um, I remember when learning English that whenever there was a word, I wasn't sure what it means. Like I didn't know one of the the meanings. Wiktionary has a just is a great resource for that. Okay, I totally agree that we should. I mean, you should get uh, additional, you know, additional uh, source of information. But uh, another thing about, uh, but there's a, a tip actually how to learn in uh, learn uh, the language in Duolingo that I really like which I got from my daughter because mm-hmm. um, because uh, I was like the other day I was studying French in Duolingo and the thing is that each each segment of Duolingo like for, for example verbs you know pronouns I mean each segment 
at some point, like after a few, like, if you have completed one segment, after a while, it will become incomplete again. So you have to complete it again, like, you know, to, 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 to strengthen your, your knowledge and your, your, your skills. And I remember uh, one of the times I was sitting next to my daughter and I was, I was just starting to, to learn. And I started with completing the segments that, that, that became incomplete mm-hmm. first. And my daughter was looking at me and, and said, Dad, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, why? Uh, because of how Duolingo works and especially of the, the system, like that, you, you, you know, your heart can, you know, like, like your heart can be off, like with the strength and, and, and whatever. And because... Well, uh, uh, let me explain that. So the idea is that you have like, I think like five sort of lives and whenever you make a mistake, you lose one. And once you're out of them, you have to either wait to get a new sort of heart or you have to do the practice. Uh, but I also note that Duolingo does a lot of A-B testing. So not everyone has this version of Duolingo. Some people don't have this system at all. Yeah, my wife doesn't. She doesn't have the hearts and she doesn't worry about it. But anyway, mm-hmm. but because of that, my, my daughter told me, you should start first with the new stuff. So with mm-hmm. the new, um, uh, with new, new, new you know, segment. And once you make a few mistakes, you should go, go back and, and relearn, relearn the old segments. This way you, like you, you will regain your heart, you will regain your power. And, most, most of, and, and, and the best thing, you will, you will you know, um, kind of warm up again, mm-hmm. uh, right? And then you, come, you should come back to the, new, 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 um, uh, to the new material again. So you start with new material, you go back to the old one, and then you come to the new material again with more strength and more hearts and actually more knowledge. So I really liked it and it works for me. Uh, and your daughter is very much right about this. So this is part of the, there's no limit to how fast you can learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I was starting with Duolingo, I would often have this, uh, this anxiety that I'm going too fast because I know I've completed the lesson, but I know that I don't actually know it very well and that I will That's forget how of it uh, very soon. But the reality is, is that that's fine because of how Duolingo works. So um, in between your 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 um, your lessons in that that you have, uh, you have these uh, these exercises where you have to match words. So the words that you had in previous uh, lessons, they'll be uh, circulated and recirculated all the time. Even if you don't do the practice session, they'll like it will remind you of them all the time all the time. And when you have like new conjugations or, you know, new phrases, they will also, you know, appear in the more and more complex sentences in the next lessons. So what I, what I found is that in reality, you go as fast as you can. And once you are out of lives, then you go to, to, to practices. Uh, and and, and the, the practices are also very... Um, important like like this is like this is the key to the system working like this is the spacing effect uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of learning spaced over a lot of time is far more effective than a lot of learning all at once right uh, and actually i i notice a lot of people not noticing that those previous lessons 
you know, turn sort of colorful from gold and that they're supposed to practice again. Like Duolingo does a, a bad UI job of explaining to people that they're supposed to do it. But mm-hmm. the daughter is right that you first go as fast as you can and then you get back to go through the, the lessons. And and my anxi- anxieties about going too fast turn out not to be true at all because uh, because of the, um, the, uh, the repetitions that are in between uh, lessons, you'll be fine. And then you'll you'll ha- you'll have the lesson, uh, you'll have to repeat the uh, the uh, the lesson, and it will remind you of the the most difficult sentences you have to had to deal with, and you'll practice them again. So in in reality, this is fine. Yeah. So um, I'm happy to read report that my daughter was was uh, was totally correct, and and yeah, I've I've changed the way I w- I'm, I'm I'm studying now, and it works. It works completely, and uh, I feel more motivated, and I feel like. Yeah, as you said, like less anxious. I'm just, I'm just going as fast as I can. All right. Uh, one very big, very important tip as for learning with Duolingo is when you have, um, say, a sentence to translate or like some exercise where you had to uh, give an answer. Only look at the question and try to think of the answer in your mind, because the thing is that. Duolingo will serve you with like bits of the answer such that it's very easy to figure it out. Like even when you're going through a new lesson and you don't know anything, like so much of the time with a little bit of thinking, you can put together a sentence, even if you couldn't do it like without it. So the the thing is that oftentimes it's too easy, right? Or Mm -hmm. oftentimes like, uh, when you have a sentence to translate, like every word or some of the words ha- have these like dotted lines in between, and you can tap on it and you can see the translation, yes. which is sort of cheating. Yes. But 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 the thing is that like th- this is fine. This is actually great that it's there, but you're not supposed to use it most of the time. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to do your best. So you're supposed to just look at the question, not the bits of the answer. Try to think of the the answer and. Only then, after you you put together the sentence in your head, or you have like blank spots, or you don't know anything but you've tried, only then use all of the help you can to to try to put it together. Uh, and, and and this is super important. This goes back like even to how uh, learning works on a neurological uh, level, right? Like like we we have sort of synaptic connections which at the beginning are are very weak. Right, and when you see the answer right in front of you, like it immediately connects, and 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 you know it, right? But you haven't strengthened that connection as much as when you're trying to think really hard. And oftentimes, the answer will come to you. It just you have to think for like two seconds, or five seconds, or or ten seconds. And and the fact of trying hard makes the learning much more efficient because like you really strengthen that that connection because between two pieces of information. So I think Duolingo does it wrong. Um, it, what it, the way it should work is you should see the, the answer and then uh, below that there should be like blank and like tap to reveal the answer so that like you're not tempted. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes like uh, people saw me uh, go into like quite some, some lens, like, like do like weird things. Uh, like I'm sitting from my iPad studying with Duolingo and I would like sort of put my hand in in front of me to sort of cover part of the screen because like 
in the corner of my eye already saw the answer. For example, in the um, in in the ones where you have to pick one of three answers, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 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 trust me, this is much better. This is much more efficient. Uh, even if you, you know, you have to spend a little bit more time on each question when you want to come up with the answer in your head first before you look at the the sort of the help from Duolingo. But but this way you learn much much better. Yeah. Another thing that helps me is the fact that I am trying to speak aloud every question. Oh yeah. So especially in French, the the pronunciation is really tricky. So I'm and uh, and and you know and I'm not really talented at that. So I'm I'm just trying to speak everything that they tell me. So this way again I repeat. I repeat what they just said. You know it's it's it, again I I think I'm making another brain connections there because of that and Absolutely. another thing i practice you know pro- my mouth or <laughs> no pronunciation of of french which is quite, quite difficult so um i catch myself sometimes going just too fast because I, i'm not doing that so then i slow down i mm-hmm. repeat every question and and i see that when i do uh, the each lesson is is, is uh, more more effective yeah i, I agree uh, read out loud everything uh, because you if you want to learn a language, like you want to do it on all of the fronts, like you don't want to just be able to to read, uh, but without knowing the sounds, right? You want to be able exactly. to read and write and speak and listen. Um, and so, again, you're right. Making the 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 connections in your mind between the words and the sounds and the translation is so much better. Uh, it's it's best if uh, if you're um, you know in a quiet place um, um, alone or in a place where no nobody cares if you if you speak out loud. But even like oftentimes I would do Duolingo like on public transportation or something like even if, if I can't do it out loud I would like 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 uh, like really uh, just whisper to myself or or just like try to sort of read it in my mind if you know mm-hmm. what i mean but but like yeah. not not just look at the words but but try to sort of speak the sentence without moving my mouth uh that's that's much better than not doing it at all yeah but i definitely find myself uh, enticed to practice more when i'm in a in a in a you know quiet environment because then i, I oh, yeah. just i can just speak freely and nobody cares and i'm not i don't care of being embarrassed or anything like that so uh, true, uh, though I, I really uh, like um, sort of the the opportunity th- that these like tiny bits of free time present for f- for learning. So like yeah. uh, what we talked about, I think in in part one, which is that Duolingo is uh, like replaces uh, the routine for the same cue of like using Twitter. So so when you have like. I don't know. I have like eight minutes of free time because I sat on a bus going to other part of of the city, and instead of checking Twitter or or Instagram, I'll do Duolingo, <laughs> and 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 like honestly, so much of uh, of my uh, Duolingo practice, especially the the repetitions, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if I'm uh, going through a new chapter, then I would usually want to be like in a in a quiet space at, at home or something uh, because I have to focus a bit more. But if I'm just doing the repetitions, which are mm-hmm. super short and like very uh, easy most of, of the time, then like doing it anywhere is like super cool because like you can fit a lot of learning throughout the day and, and the week without even noticing it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so um, another 
way to learn a language, and for me it worked with my Japanese uh, language, uh, was a different kind of spaced repetition learning, was uh, Pimsleur audio course. So um, I actually bought two, um, two of these, uh, I mean, two like, seasons of that, or I don't know, two you know, uh, blocks of it, uh, on an Audible. It's pretty expensive, um, but I did it. And uh, it takes more time because it's like, you know, one lesson is h- half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're listening to it and you're speaking. And I, I, used to, I, I used to, you know, practice it in my car. So I would drive my car and I would just, you know, listen to it and speak. And uh, again, it's space repetition learning because, you know, in each lesson, lesson a new thing is intro- being introduced. And the best part is like the mind-blowing part is that in the beginning of each lesson, there is a dialogue. And in the, in the very beginning, you have no clue what they're saying. Mm. And then the lector, I mean, the, the, the person, you know, um, running the course for you will tell you that, you know, in the course of this lesson, you will exactly know what they're, what they're speaking about and you will be able to participate in this conversation. And you're like, no way, right? So, so this is what, uh, what, what this comes down to. And uh, I remember that before my trip in 2011, when I was uh, uh, my, my first business trip to Japan, because we have lots of Japanese users in Nos- uh, I mean, Nosby Japanese users. Uh, and uh, I had to learn some and I think two months before going there I started learning Japanese and uh, I didn't it's not like I learned so much but it made a difference I mean when I was there I just felt more comfortable and I could ask some questions ask for ask for guidance you know I could really you know do something and not just just staring you know blankly and say something in English so it was really helpful and again I think this this kind of audio course or any kind of audio course uh, would be a very good, you know, complementary thing to your, you know, learning, you know, uh, the language. So now I'm thinking of of figuring out what I can do to improve my French by just listening to something. So um, I'll I'll let you know when I when I find something. Uh, yeah, on the yeah show. The, that sounds really interesting for me because it fits in the space in my life where I would otherwise listen to again. Uh, music or audiobooks or uh, podcasts, right? Exactly. So I, I already mm-hmm. like know how to do it. I already do it. Uh, so it would fit there. I, a friend of mine who, who knows um, knows Italian and is uh, learning um, Spanish uh, found on, on YouTube actually like a, 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 this sort of audio, I wouldn't say course, but let's just say course with like a lot of sentences which are spoken like twice in one language and then in the other, right? And mm-hmm. and so you go back from and forth, and uh, I'm like I'm I'm not sure if if that's that's the best sort of core way to start learning a language, but I I think it might be very helpful as one of those secondary sources, right? I think exactly. Duolingo is is a great way to start and sort of like like uh, get to this level where you can like actually say things and and then surrounding yourself with with like spoken audio uh might be great because you you learn to to listen uh whereas in duolingo you primarily read uh there's also like listening exercises but you know uh, listening is is much harder um so that that seems pretty useful uh i i i sort of uh, borrowed a, a book which has just a ton of, of, of like random phrases for different sort of life situations that are in Polish and uh, Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a super um, efficient way of learning, but it might be interesting as, again, one of those secondary sources. And an interesting thing for me is that 
all of my Spanish learning has been um, uh, between English and Spanish. So having another sort of language uh, mixed in uh, might be interesting because, again, more more neural connections between the the same words, the same phrases, but just expressed in a different way. Yeah, and um, for some people it's a drawback because, for example, uh, my uh, my mom, she said that for an, an, for my mom, not that much, but for my dad more, it, this is the problem of learning Spanish with Duolingo because, for example, my dad's English is not that good. So he oh, first right. he he needs to first improve his English to yeah. be able to learn Spanish. That's true. Um, um, because there is no direct le- uh, way to to learn Spanish through Polish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I think, as you said, on the other hand, it's a great way to strengthen both and to actually improve uh, you know your English. Uh, Know, in the process so even if your language your english is you know basic or like a little bit more like advanced uh having learning through english another language is just uh it's you know additional threshold <laughs> yeah, additional challenge but then again it's uh, it it's fun. something yeah it's it's fun yeah, uh, there is a, an English course for Polish speakers in Duolingo it doesn't go super far like it it goes to this sort of medium basic uh, level and and so like like Spanish has a lot of tenses like uh, more than than English and yeah um, and so I guess that might be tricky for a lot of um, people especially people who don't know English uh, because mm-hmm. a lot of them map one one to one with English but for Polish speakers it might be more more difficult to understand all of the I don't know more than twenty tenses uh, in Spanish um, yeah there's a lot. Um, so that could be difficult if if you're trying to learn through Duolingo and you know English, you know, pretty well, but you don't, you know, really know all of the 16 uh, English tenses. Yeah, but then again, on the other hand, uh, which, which you just uh, also, uh, uh, I think, mentioned is the fact that even if you know a language pretty well, it's, it's good to refresh it with Duolingo because then you mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just a nice, you know, Again, brain rewiring training exercise to just uh, uh, learn it again and, you know, maybe learn new words in the process and, and kind of new phrases. So um, it's, it's never a wasted time anyway. True. Uh, many uh, friends of mine who um, who started uh, Duolingo were, uh, went with the English course for Polish speakers and most of them were like done in like two weeks because like they already knew English like not super great but but pretty well and so then you can go super fast through all of that and like refresh your memory and 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 sort of understand mm-hmm. it better. Uh, but but yeah, it it goes pretty fast if if you already know the the basics. So um, I don't know how much you want to you know say because I think we're 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 out of time already. Yeah. But um, what I wanted to I just had a conversation with a friend uh, here and. Um, this friend uh, is a very smart guy, uh, a lawyer, um, and uh, we're working on a few things together. And and just I talked to him recently and I asked him about his level of English. And he would tell me, you know, uh, my English is not that good. I always tried maybe to learn something, but I never really got around to it. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of you know not going to learn it that much. And when I was I was talking to him about it, and then I realized, man, please don't think like that. No. So please don't. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm saying this to everyone listening. Like, please don't think that you are too dumb or too, too old to learn a new language, or you know, it's too late for you or whatever. This is <clears throat> shit. This is not true. 
this is total BS. With these, like with the Duolingo, with all these things, with all these new aids, uh, it's it's fun, it's easy, and you can rewire your brain. And it's it you know we've discussed books on this show that tell you that you can rewire your brain even if in your 80s and 90s. So really, yeah. it's it's never too late too late to rewire your brain. Your brain is just magical. So. Um, <laughs> So, so just, just, just learn the new language. I mean, make it a, a, a you know, a, a, um, a resolution and just install the Duolingo app and just start and tweet at us about it. Because really, I hate listening to people saying that, you know, um, I'm doomed. I, I will no, no, never learn it or whatever. No, you're not. Do it. It's worth it. And you're going to thank us for it. Do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... If, like, if if you're a native English speaker, you have more excuses because, like, you already have the the number one communication tool in the world, and so I still think it's very much worth it because it, it like being able to speak more than one one language really makes your mind much more flexible. It's always worth it, but especially if you're not native English speaker, like learning English in particular, just this one. Is, is just, it's incredible, just amazing how many doors it opens. Yeah, and to you, native English speakers, I have another piece of news. I mean, in the USA, 30% of population speaks Spanish. 30 freaking percent. So it's quite a lot. And all the people serving you in the restaurants or in the, in the you know, uh, in the hotels, very often they're from Latin America and they speak Spanish. It's this power that you have that when you can communicate with them, with the people who are maybe not very good in English, but they speak very good Spanish, and you speak Spanish to them, they're happy, you're happy, you make a connection, you make, can make new friends. It's it's amazing. And for English speaking, again, people, because you, know, you, you already own the best language in the world, it's, I mean, I challenge you to learn Spanish because it will be like the next best thing to learn. Or maybe Chinese. Maybe Chinese will be your, your, your option. And there is actually option. Duolingo recently opened the Chinese course. Exactly. So, really, again, no excuse. I would encourage you, and especially Spanish, I think for Americans, it's really useful that, you know, you know, white Caucasian Americans speak Spanish because then, <laughs> like, you, you just make better connections and better friends and, and you know, make the world a better place. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, one one a little a bit of news from me is in February, I'll be uh, most likely visiting Madrid. Ah. And so this is going to be the first time in my life that I visited a language, uh, uh, I visited a, a country where I now know the language and didn't before. Because w- when I visited US and UK for, for the first time, I already knew English very well. So I've never had this experience, but I've been to Spain twice. I've been to Panama, um, had a little bit of exposure to to Spanish in the uh, three times I've I've been to the USA, and I could never understand any of it. And um, there's also Spanish appearing a lot in uh, a few of the the TV series that that I'm I'm watching regularly, and it's just it's a really interesting experience when I'm I'm watching new episodes and now. I understand a little bit. Not everything because they're speaking too fast, but I understand a little bit. And it's going to be, I think, a very interesting experience when in, you know, two months um, I'll be in Spain again. But but now I can I can say some things. Not very fast, not very well. I certainly can't, you know, I, I can't understand what other people speak very fast. 
but there's new possibilities now. You'll get there, man. You'll get there. All right. And uh, before we uh, begin, uh, since now uh, we're going to take a uh, two-week, I believe, a winter break between uh, podcasts, and you'll have plenty of time for listening, I would recommend one book uh, by Ned Hallowell, uh, which is called Driven to Distraction at Work, How to Focus and Be More Proactive. It's a book that I've almost finished, and I found some uh, useful tips in there uh, with how to focus distractions, how to focus um, or how to manage distractions, how to focus your attention a bit more. It's it's not like a, a super brilliant book, uh, but there's there were some things that I found useful, especially in the second part. So if you're like me and you're constantly struggle to find your, your deep work in you, then I would recommend Driven Distraction at Work by Ned Hallowell, and there will be a link to Amazon Audible in the show notes. Okay, um, and I also have a recommendation. I'm uh, right now finishing an, a, a book, another book by Gretchen Rubin. Uh, she is the author of, uh, I mean, of uh, The Happiness Project, uh, Happier at Home and uh, Better Than Before, like books about happiness and habits. And her latest book is about four tendencies. And it's yet another way to slice people into four different types. But it's a very interesting way of slicing people into four different types. And um, I encourage you to read it and to let us know what you think. And uh, maybe we will discuss this also in one of the future shows. It uh, shows how people react to different expectations, inner and outer expectations. Very interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm almost done with the book. It's it's a short one. Uh, But yeah... um, teaches you a a thing or two about how to communicate with certain people.